Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Raising Successful Kids podcast. I hope everybody that is listening is well and that you're continuing to enjoy raising your kids to think and be successful. Now we've just come back from a holiday in France. We were there for two weeks, just over two weeks and it was absolutely amazing. We had a lovely time. The weather was gorgeous and we travelled all the way down from um, Calais right down to the southwest of France drove all that way and passed some beautiful scenery along the way and whilst we were in southwest of France for two weeks uh, we decided because we were only two hours away we decided to go to Barcelona for the day um, and we were staying with family and so they went off to um, I think they went to Andorra for the day and we decided we were going to go to Barcelona and because some other people that we knew had been there recently and they'd been stopped at the border, we took our passports with us and our driving licenses. And we drove our, drove down to Barcelona and it's a lovely drive from where we were and it was very exciting. It was probably one of the highlights of the trip for me that I was really looking forward to going to Barcelona. And our son, who's a great football fanatic, was looking forward to going to the new camp, the home of Real Madrid. No, Barcelona FC, not Real Madrid, wrong wrong part of Spain. Um, but he was looking forward to going to the new camp. And we'd set up our day, we knew what we were going to do. I'd done a lot of research on where we were going to go and what we were going to be able to fit into the day. And whenever I go away anywhere, I always do a lot of research to make sure that I know where, what's in the area, what we can do, get, get the most out of the area. And this is kind of what I'm wanting to talk about today, because um, whilst we were in Barcelona, within 10 minutes of being in the city, driving into the city, uh, we had a knock on our window. We were told we had a flat tyre. We pulled into a side street in order to fix the tyre. And as we all got out of the car um, and then got back into the car to to get something, I don't know what it was, some sort of equipment that we needed to help um, get the tyre changed. I noticed that my handbag had gone, my husband's man wallet that he had was gone and that had our passports and driving licences in it. All our cards were gone, I had a brand new phone that was stolen. Fortunately we didn't have very much cash, um, we only had about 10 euros in coins um, because we were going to get cash while we were there. So they didn't get away with any cash, but they got away with our passports, credit cards, phone, and just our stuff. And that feeling of being robbed um, in a place that we didn't know, we didn't have anybody around us. Um, fortunately, they didn't steal my husband's mobile phone. If they'd done that, we would have really been um, in dire straits because we wouldn't have been able to phone anybody either. Uh, but fortunately, we were we were being looked after at that point because... Um, his phone was kept safe. And actually, that was the thing that was in view. The bags weren't in view, but the, the phone was, and they didn't touch the phone. So 
I won't go into the ins and outs of what happened then, but it was it was a bit nightmarish for the next 32 hours um, because we ended up having to stay over in Barcelona. Uh, we ended up having to get temporary passports from the British consulate, um, which cost money, and they wouldn't allow us to purchase the passports until we had paid for them and we had no money because our credit cards had been stolen and our debit cards had been stolen. Um, and our bank were terrible in how they treated us. Uh, they didn't seem to understand the concept of emergency cash because it took us nearly 30 hours to get emergency cash. And it was a real eye-opener as to when you go anywhere that you need to be a little bit savvy. And I thought that I was savvy and I thought that we were we were both savvy. But it, we got we got caught, we got scammed in a way. Um, we, we got robbed and it was a when we were in the consulate there were a good half a dozen to ten people who were in the same situation as us um, and they had been very careful but they still managed to get robbed so in the UK at the moment last weekend and this weekend is what is when um, older kids are starting to go off to university starting to think about if they're having a gap year I'm going to go and travel because the airfares are starting to come down now that children are back at school. As I was walking around Barcelona, because we had to do a lot of walking, because we had no money to buy bus tickets or anything, um, I was thinking this would be a really good subject for a podcast, would, would be to just do some quick travel tips, because everyone thinks that they're savvy when they go travelling, um, but actually, you know, maybe you're not as savvy as you think you are, and certainly if your kids are going um, gap year travelling, maybe encourage them to think about being a little bit safe in this world. Okay, so it's just a few tips um, that I've come across that I thought, you know, maybe it, it might be some help to you. The first thing probably is, you know, everyone thinks that they're too smart to be scammed. Everyone thinks they're too smart to be robbed. But it happens. It happened to us. Um, and it, it was in a heartbeat that it happened. And the next sort of 48 hours after that were, were a nightmare. So when we were in the consulate and we were talking to people, there was a lady there who put her handbag down in a flash and it was taken. And she said, I remember seeing, I, I, I couldn't see the person. I saw my handbag flying away from me, but I couldn't see the person. Um, there was another lady who was sitting in a restaurant and she um, had taken her handbag, put it down between her legs and she'd wrapped the strap around her leg uh, so that she thought that was safe and she'd clasped her legs together so her handbag was in the middle. And when they watched it back on CCTV later, they saw that the thieves had come in to the restaurant. They crawled under the, underneath the tables how they didn't touch anybody, I don't know, but they crawled under the tables. They'd cut her handbag away without her even realising. Um, so you have to be, you have to be very, very savvy. You are not too smart to be scammed. There are lots of different scams that go on. Things like broken meters on a taxi. The taxi meters aren't broken, but the, you'll suddenly start getting charged a whole lot more. Um, 
all different, different, every country has its own special one. So you need to do the research to make sure that you're forewarned um, because forewarned is forearmed. Um, and this research can help defend you from being tricked out of hundreds or maybe thousands of pounds or dollars um, and suffering you know, suffering the misery of, of I, I don't ever want to go back to Barcelona and that's really sad. I'm sure it's an absolutely beautiful city and I'm sure that lots of people have had a fantastic time there. But um, now my opinion of the city is clouded because of, of us being robbed there and what happened afterwards. Okay, so another tip is to just write down your emergency situation. Um, make sure that you have some sort of emergency plan with you. So you write down uh, where you're going. You write down the note. You also write down the numbers of the local police and ambulance services, directions to the nearest embassy where the consulate are. That was another thing that we had an issue with was that the police was com so completely overwhelmed with what happened with, with all these things that were happening because the police station was jam-packed with people who have been robbed and scammed in some way and it was just too overwhelming for the police force they can't deal with it um, and the only reason that we were able to process our application for the consulate so quickly and um, speak to the bank even though they were rubbish but speak to the bank about what we needed and our accounts and stuff was that my husband had all of that on his mobile phone. He'd had it. He'd got it saved as an emergency document, emergency file on on one of his applications. So there are applications out there like Evernote or Memo or whatever it might be. Um, and it's a good idea just to write down if you're going to go to somewhere, write down where the consulate is because the police station in Barcelona would not tell us where the consulate was. We had to go to a hotel and and they told us where the consulate was so write down that sort of information stick it on an Evernote in your phone then it's also a very good idea to write it down just on a piece of paper um, and keep that piece of paper somewhere not in your phone if your phone gets stolen then you've got that somewhere else uh, and you won't feel as if you're being as if you're stranded and you don't know what to do we didn't speak we don't speak any Spanish so it was surprising how little English actually was being spoken there. Uh, and we we did feel as if we were kind of abandoned. So that's a good idea is just to put those notes somewhere other than your phone, other than your bag, so that if something does happen, then you've got access to that emergency um, information. And I'm not telling you these things so that you get scared and you don't want to travel. The world is a beautiful place. But unfortunately, there are lots of people out there who, you know, that they, they just think this is an easy way to make a buck and and your easy pickings. And that's their job. You know, some people go and work in McDonald's. Some people go and work in the bank. These people go and work on other people and they steal from them. That's how they make their money. So you have to be one step ahead of them and your kids need to be one step ahead of them when they're out traveling. Okay, so it's also a really good idea just to lock up your valuables wherever you are. Don't take your passport with you if you're traveling to a country and you're going to be there for a little while. Don't take your passport out with you. Lock it up in the safe in the hotel or the hostel if there is a hostel safe. Make sure it's safe somewhere. 
Make sure that if you've got a backpack that you're carrying around with you, if you can, it's almost slash proof um, because material can get cut or torn by anyone that is determined enough. I just said that this lady had a handbag cut from her leg. Um, the cord was cut from her leg. There was another lady I was talking to and she had her um, bag slashed at the bottom. She was on the train and they cut the bag at the bottom and emptied all of the contents out. And because of the noise of the train, she didn't hear it until she went um, to pick up something or take out something from a handbag and all she could see was a great gaping hole at the bottom. So these people are determined. Things like zips can be forced open with sharp objects, etc. So, you know, always be aware where your valuables are. Try and keep an eye on them at all times. Get one of these things. Um, I don't know what they're called. I've heard the name fanny pack. Get one of those where it's inside your body. It's inside your body. It's inside your clothes um, and you wear it, clips it in and you can just, not a bum bag that can be seen, something that's actually concealed underneath your clothes and, and keep something there. Keep your money there and your passport there if you need it uh, because it's less likely that they're going to do something to catch that, to get that. Okay. Make sure that whoever's traveling has travel insurance with them uh, because if you have travel insurance, then and make sure that you know what your travel insurance policy covers. So make sure that if you've got expensive equipment with you, that that is covered and itemized on your travel, travel insurance, cameras, phones, computers, whatever it might be, golf equipment, ski equipment, whatever it might be, get all of that listed on your travel insurance. You might end up having to pay more for it. But honestly, if you lose your phone in a country that you don't know and you haven't got any way, any other way of contacting anybody, um, eventually when you do your travel insurance claim or they do their travel insurance claim, you know that you're going to, you're going to need, you're going to be glad that you put that on your travel insurance um, so that you can get your money back. There are lots of very good websites out there doing very good travel insurance so don't go for the cheapest because you know you'll end up you'll end up paying it'll end up being costly um another good piece of advice i think as i've been thinking about it is to you know if you've got your your fat your kids are going here there and everywhere just get them to email what their itinerary is either to friends or family um, once you've worked out what you're where you're going and what you're doing, make sure that other people know. And if there are changes to that itinerary, make sure that other people know where you are. Make sure that they've received that email, okay? Don't assume just because it's been sent that it's been received. Make sure that they've received it and that they've read it and that they understand it and check in with them from time to time. Um, you know, I, I would always expect... Um, when I was traveling, when I was younger, that I would tell my, I would tell my mum where I was going, what my general plans were, um, and when I would be back. And this day with, in this day and age with social media and stuff like that, it's so much easier. WhatsApp, you can just WhatsApp a quick message. Um, you can send a, you know, an Instagram video to them, whatever it might be. Much easier now to stay in contact. And it's a very good idea to let them know. Don't share too much of that itinerary in public and with the public. 
Um, just remember that it, that is a roadmap of your movements for other people. And whilst it might be very tempting to put all of that up on social media, be very um, careful about what you post. Be very careful about how often you post, okay? Because um, that's the sort of thing that someone with ill intentions will love to know and they'll be looking out there for it. Um, you know, some of these posts aren't private, so it's very easy for this information to be shared. So don't, don't share too much about your travel plans or your accommodation details with people that you've only just met either. And because actually you don't know who they are, you don't know what their intentions are. So just be a little bit careful and wary um, of people and, you know, be very almost like us English are quite reserved with what you're doing. Um, don't trust everybody straight away. Um, you know, don't don't people, especially if you're English, they'll want to know where you're staying because, they, you know, I know people like to hear the English accent just be very reticent about handing out too much information. And if somebody does ask, rather than you being rude, you don't need to be rude, you can just be very vague um, about an area of town rather than being really specific. Uh, and if they keep pestering you, actually, I don't think it's a bad idea just to tell a little white lie just to get them off your back. Okay, you've got to protect yourself. Um, and, you know, you can't trust absolutely everybody. Okay, so the one thing that I'm always aware of whenever we go away anywhere is that we don't dress with clothes that scream that we're tourists. Okay, so I, I always do a little bit of research beforehand. Um, I always check on photos of places, um, like we went to Rome, for instance, a while ago, and um, I, I did a lot of research on, on how people dress in Rome. And whilst we weren't carbon copies of people, of Roman people, we certainly didn't dress like tourists. And um, that was a tip that somebody gave me years ago. And, and it, it does hold you in very good stead. So make sure that you don't scream tourist to people by what you're wearing because that makes you a target for scammers thieves and even worse the less obviously a visitor that you look the less attention you're going to get from the wrong kind of people okay and also you know wearing the right sort of clothes if you're going to particular countries for instance is a sign of respect islamic countries have a specific dress codes uh, places like Dubai, you have to be very careful about where, what you wear and, and especially ladies. Um, so you, you should be really respectful of that wherever you're traveling. And those sort of rules are strictly enforced. So you have, you have to, you have to be aware, you have to do your research before you go so that you don't get yourself into situations while you're away. Um, so, you know, just ignoring local co customs um, that can come across as arrogant and it can come across as ignorant and you don't want anything spoiling your your trips away. You've waited a long time to do this. Uh, you've been looking forward to traveling. You've saved up a lot of money. You know, you've, uh, Some people work very hard to save up money in order to go traveling and you don't want silly um, things that you've forgotten to be aware of, of spoiling um, this trip of a lifetime. So remembering conservative countries to dress conservatively 
Um, you know, obviously, if you're a foreigner, you're going to stand out a little bit, but um, much less if you dress, if you don't dress like a tourist and you're aware of the local customs of the area. Okay. Um, one of the other things that is, is also a really good thing to remember um, if you don't know any self-defense, it's just maybe gen up a little bit on self-defense before you go, uh, especially the ladies, um, just so that you know if somebody comes at you with some sharp object or something, how you're going to deal with it. Uh, you know, this is a, this, there are occasions when these things happen and I would hope and pray that that nobody that you know and yourselves indeed or your family would get involved or get involved in a situation where this, these sort of things happen, but they do. So it's always a good idea to just have a little bit of your own um, defence sorted out so you know how to deal with these sort of things. Um, yeah, and, you know, you just have to be aware. You need, you need to know what's going on. You need to um, watch out uh, for, for who's about, don't trust everybody. Um, if you've, if you're taking money with you, if you're going for a long time, hide some of that cash somewhere. If you're staying in a hostel or something, um, so a secret pocket into your jeans or into your, into your bra and stick some money down there. Um, something like a, uh, for ladies anyway, I mean, men could do it as well, but some sort of, um, lipstick container that you can clean out, stick some money down there uh, so that you've got emergency cash if something happens. Um, because, you know, I never thought when we went to Barcelona that we were going to, we had three euros, that's all the money that we had. And that was money that was dropped out of my bag, obviously, when he took it. Um, and that was the money that we had until we were able to get hold of emergency cash. And I was absolutely paranoid about us spending this three euros. So we were only allowed to spend it on water. And then once we knew that this emergency cash had come through, then we bought, I think we, what we did was treat ourselves to an ice cream um, that we had to share because three euros actually doesn't buy you very much was well, about two euros something. It doesn't buy you very much. Um, so I think we treated ourselves to an ice cream knowing that once we went and collected the money that we could then go and eat something. So this idea of hiding some emergency cash somewhere, um, either on your person in a secret pocket or in a separate compartment that you've sewn into your backpack inside or, um, in a, like I said, in a lipstick container that you've, you've washed out and you can put some money down there or something, something like that, just so that you know, if something happens, you've got emergency cash somewhere because it's a horrible feeling when you're walking around with no money in your pockets and no way of getting any money because our cards were stolen and all you can see are people eating, enjoying eating, drinking, enjoying drinking and you can't do any of that. Um, so don't be in that situation. You know, hopefully it will never come to that. But, you know, these things do happen. So it's better for you to be savvy rather than ignorant to the possibility. Okay. And I'm just going to finish as well on one of the other main things that we found was obviously we had no money. So we struggled to, um, to eat. 
Uh, our hotel was fantastic and they, my family had paid for us to stay overnight somewhere and they paid for breakfast as well. So we were able to then stock up on some food and squirrel some food away for the, for the next day. Um, but you just have to be careful with the food that you're eating and the water that you're drinking or the drinks that you're having, the same as you would be in your own country. Be aware of, of, of what people are doing around you when you're eating and drinking. Don't be scared of the food when you travel. It's good. It's great. It's one of the experiences of being able to travel is experience new foods and stuff like that. But eat at popular places where there are long lines of people. Okay. Try to watch how your food is being prepared. Um, make sure that the food is fully cooked. Watch people around you to make sure they're not putting anything in your food or in your water that is going to cause you an issue and, and be problematic to your safety afterwards. Uh, make sure that you get a water bottle that you can, that, um, it can't be tampered with in any way if you're going to drink. Okay. So yeah, just to be careful as far as that's concerned. Oh yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about was when we were eventually able to get our money and we had to go to, I think it was the credit union place, Western Union, sorry, that we were able to then go and get our money. You know, there were loads of people there who, who were in a similar situation, getting money that had been sent to them, to Western Union and then onto them. And they were handing over their cards and talking about their security numbers and all different sorts of things. And because we had been through this horrific experience, I just I was shocked at how easily they were giving out information that everybody else could hear. So just be a little bit wise about how you're if you're drawing cash out of a cash machine, you know, do the same thing that you would do normally at home. Shield your PIN number so that nobody else sees it. Um, make sure that, you know, there's there there aren't the people behind you aren't close enough that they can record whatever you're doing, how, how you're putting your PIN number in. Um, always take a close look at your ca at the cash machines before you use them. Um, pull on the card reader bit. Make sure that it hasn't been tampered with and the pieces don't come away. Um, and if that's, you know, if it doesn't look robust enough, go into the actual bank uh, and get somebody to come out and check it and then use another machine regardless of that happening or go into the bank and do a you know face-to-face -face transaction with the people in the bank um, because you don't know if those cash machines have been tampered with um if your machine if your the cash machine you're using appears to eat your card um somebody told me run a finger along the card slot to see if you can feel anything protruding uh this is called the Lebanese loop and it's a trick where a thin plastic sleeve captures your card so it prevents the actual machine reading it um, and then as soon as you walk away because you think your card has been eaten up and oh no I've lost my card the thief comes along takes it out of this thin protective um, sleeve that they've used to capture your card and goes off with your card and he's managed to get your details as well because you've put that into the machine. Okay, so, um, you know, you just have to be, as like I say, you have to be savvy, you have to be aware, and I'm not saying that, 
you know, I'm not scaremongering or anything like that, but you, you just have to be aware of what's going on. Don't use back men. Don't use your back pocket for anything. Don't put stuff in there. Don't put your phone in there. Don't put your wallets in there. Um, if needs be, if you're tempted to do that, ask somebody to sew up those back pockets so that you're not tempted to use them. Okay. Because that, that would be the first thing that would go. Um, and you know, it's always harder to steal from your front pocket. So, so sew up those back pockets, um, and I said, as I said earlier on in the podcast, you know, get yourself a money belt. That's what they're called, money belts. I'm not a fan personally of them, but I know when I've been traveling around India that they, they were invaluable. So get something like that. Okay. Um, if you're traveling solo, consider making some new friends um, and go exploring together. Check out some other people that you can go exploring with or just travel in numbers. Okay. So that's that. I'm going to end now. I hope if you are traveling that you travel safe and travel happy and have a fantastic time. Um, remember to look after yourselves and parents don't stress too much. Just allow them to enjoy themselves, but um, tell them to keep checking in where they are, etc. So thanks very much for listening and I'll speak to you soon and remember all of us to continue to raise our kids to think and be successful. Mm -hmm.